0: Hi, this is Brandon Andrus and you're listening to Bros Bible and Beers.
1: Uh, did you have a question when we got cut off? Do you remember it?
0: Sorry, bros. <laughs>
1: <laughs> two out of three of us forgive you.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I won't say who. I just knew you guys needed a potty break. I did, yeah.
1: <laughs> Zach, can you
2: replay back Is Brandon's last two minutes? Yeah. Think.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be we cool. were talking about just fear having a massive death grip oh, yeah, on okay. people. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just made the point that I don't know. I, I kind of feel like that scripture calls us to a perfect love. And whenever we are in that perfect love, it says that it casts out all fear. And I, I'm really, my wife and I had a discussion the other day because I am wildly, wildly idealistic. And so whenever, you know, I'm not black and white on things, but whenever, you know, the Bible says, you know, perfect love casts out fear. To me, it's like I want to be in that perfect love. I want to pursue that perfect love, not just um, as an idea, but I want that to be thoroughly in and through me in every way. And so whenever I see people so panicked and so fear-stricken, it's just I want to be the kind of guy that's calling them back into this perfect love and reminding them, like, when when, when everything hits the fan. And when people, when, when there's complete chaos, if we get to a point where economies collapse or, you know, systems are disrupted, there has to be the people of God who are in the midst of that, who say, you know what, it's going to be okay. You know, we have a hope that's greater. We have a love that we can reside in that, that stands firm regardless of how good things are or how bad things are. And I think, you know, while it's idealistic, um, I think that that's who we were made to be. So there's there's a summary.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, uh, And I guess to add to that is is that um, that it did he just snap? I just,
0: just <laughs> I can't even look. Is at Is something him, happening
2: with your family back there?
0: I just can't understand why they're being so loud. So hey, funny.
2: aren't they like seventeen years old? Are they female? Calm yourselves. He was telling you just,
0: Did he just snap? <laughs> oh, that's so great.
2: Brandon's doing snap. hypnotism on Scott. <laughs>
0: Spit it out! Oh, and, and on top of it, we have Fourth uh, of July, which lasts from July second through July twelfth in Indiana. <laughs> okay. Wow! You if guys you can hear everything outside. You guys take freedom serious.
1: <laughs> yeah, the closer to you know the it. colonies you get, the more real it
2: is. Uh, no, I, okay. So I, no, I just, um, just yeah, I, I, I agree with that. It 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 doesn't. It's not necessarily saying anything um on whether or not uh you know things being fulfilled in the first century or things being future to us sure um, and and if we if we are being warned if things are future if if things are still future and we are being warned that these things are to be in our future um that there there could and should be a balance between. What we are looking for, and you know, fear, and so, so balancing, balancing that, um, and you know, maybe being prepared, um, about, you know, as opposed to being fearful. Um, but but if but if we're being warned about it, then there there, there should be a, a a godly response to world events. If that we're, is, that's
1: a big if though that's the that's the question well, that's you, what you know well I,
2: well I know I know and, and, and Brand, I, I, I get that and I don't think Brandon was particularly answering oh I am trying to get him to go there right right the if so I'll go there right despite despite the if um it it would be the same um that that there's a god, godly response to what we see in the world right
0: so I think you exactly picked up on it though is that no matter if it's past, present or future, we remain consistent. So that's right. one thing. Right. But at the same time if you look at history, is it all not cyclical? Does it has it all not happened and is it all not going to happen? Well, you, there, you can there's see there's probably sun. a good case for that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That that I mean, that that yes. even even in the first century um because so so <laughs> Many, many, uh, or a few different eschatologies today, um, they they would need to recognize that the first century eschatology is immediate because they they see the persecution, they see they see the Matthew Matthew twenty four, Mark thirteen, Luke twenty one being fulfilled in you know right in front of them. Yep. Um, So so for them, yeah, they're, they're being persecuted. Uh, the the you know one of the Roman empires em- emperors could be the Antichrist, um, so so, two, you know two thousand years later. That that has to be taken into into account when you're trying to to come up with an eschatology that is still present two thousand years later, that that they had that immediate, it, it's 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 not. It's not that it's just an imminent view of the return of Christ. It's why they thought it was an imminent uh, that 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 the return of Christ could be imminent because these things are being fulfilled, and so I, I, I think I think also there is a case that could be made. And in, in I, I don't I don't know the you know the exact history of it, but but almost that in in every generation post maybe post. Uh, uh, Constantine, uh, let's say, just for the sake of argument, that that they, it could be that this is the last generation. That there are you know, their per, their persecutions going on. There are wars all over the world. You know, everything they know is war and death. Things are getting terrible. This is it. That yeah that 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 many many different generations after that can see the same thing so so yeah it's in those a, lenses we look through well, well yes but they are they are in a sense biblical lenses that like Brandy, you're saying are cyclical that that each generation is like man why why you know yeah what what is the kingdom of God and. And and if we can't overwhelmingly say that we see the kingdom of God progressing more than we see the kingdom of the Antichrist progressing, like in Matthew 24, to a point where it requires Jesus to return to get better physically, you know, Jesus to return physically to get better, what, what situation, you know, what's, what particular situation are we in?
0: Right, right?
1: well, let's, let's hear what Brandon has to say.
0: Maybe let's look at it this way. Um... I always like to talk about how there's an end toward which we're moving which is the consummation of all things the renewal of all things the return of christ god's dwelling place becoming um, here amongst mankind where the lion lies with the lamb where all things are renewed and restored to the extent that we will participate in that in the future we should begin living that and embodying that presently in all that we do. So whether that's individually in our relationship with God, in our relationship with others, relationship in our community with nature, with animals, what have you, there's a responsibility that we have. And, you know, I think one of the things that I was thinking about while you were talking is how you're you're exactly right. It, It always feels like that the end is imminent no matter you know if you're talking about first century whether you're talking about today yes we've seen cycles the bible talks about there will be antichrist and you know more antichrist figures what have you I, i think that there's a cycle that we see in matthew 24 it talks about wars and pestilence and earthquakes and you know rumors of wars and kingdom against kingdom and every single thing that you say, you can look at every single generation and you see the cyclical pattern over and over again where people are always on the edge of their seats and always um you know mindful about what could be happening and i think that there's an anticipation that we have we have a responsibility and we have an anticipation presently but if you think about the the parable of the bridegroom um
2: and the you ten know, virgins, one of
0: virgins? Or the, the, the virgins? Uh, <laughs> well, that was a different one. I think that oh, that's what okay. them keeping. Well, I, I did reference it in my book because it talks about being resourceful and keeping your light burning, um, the light of Christ burning until the bridegroom returns. And so there's a, a, a responsibility for us to be resourceful, to be those who uh, are taking out this light yeah. and keeping the light going in the darkness. So yeah, I think that half, there's.
2: Half of them didn't take extra oil and the other half did. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I think that there's um, a responsibility to be wise for us to be people who are, you know, extending this light of Christ, this love of uh, Christ, despite the situation. And, and the thing about that parable that's interesting is that, you know, it was at nighttime, it, there was darkness. And, you know, I think that darkness is always usually, a me- always usually, it is always a metaphor for um oh. You know people losing hope or brokenness sadness um, fear what have you and i think right in the middle of that it talks about how important it is for those who are anticipating the return of the bridegroom to keep their light shining so you know i i think there's that there's another uh, parable with the um, wedding feast where it talks about um,
2: go go out and and, uh, to the strangers the poor and
0: and invite everyone in yeah and and I, I i'm blanking out so i'll just turn it back over to you guys
2: <laughs> no i I, th- I think there are a lot of points of of agreement on on the different views um it, it it's difficult to get to those agreements because i i think i think people start start off with the disagreements first uh uh, but but there there are a lot of points of agreement, and because there are there are things that are clear in Scripture that we are generally well, you know, I would say generally it's it's universally commanded to do um, that. These are instructions. the The instructions are given to the church, and and so it's like go out, like you said, you know, uh, keep your light shining, but but you know, preach, preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. Uh, uh love your neighbor as yourself um, um, and then and then all the all the things that talk about you know sanctify Christ in your heart uh, love love the Lord your God with all your heart and you know mind soul and strength um, you might cover them all if you keep going yeah these things are are universal they 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 are not meant to cease um, at, at all so 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 us, Living, anyone who is living is, anyone who is living in in uh, claims to be a Christian are are held under these things. And
1: you're doing a great job of of keeping these things in tension and saying what should be done. However, like practically, it doesn't. Those things aren't being done. But but
2: when you say practically, though, like is so we're 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 talking about different eschatological views. But when you say they're not being done now. It, they they could not be being done for whatever reason so in, in what you're saying are you and saying and if that
1: reason is a poor interpretation of, of what's actually being taught in scripture that's a problem no no but, but but
2: in reference to a, a particular view so, so yeah a, a, any any view any view whether you're a, a, a premillennial postmillennial amillennial or or if you're a universalist any of those views can be taken um, and and distorted right. distorted to a degree so where you're is- where those things aren't being followed. So it's it's not necessarily a particular view, right? That th- these things that certain- these things
1: are well, it is in that certain views allow certain views by definition will will have you behaving in much different ways or expecting much different things out of the world and, that, and,
0: and I, the people I hold responsible for that are the people who should be the good shepherds the people who are constantly instructing people oh yeah, to have that right. balance and and I I think that that's a problem is a lot of the people who buy into the hype and hysteria obviously follow leaders who have certain perspectives on eschatology. The unfortunate part is is that, whether it's because they have a vested interest in pointing them in a certain direction or if they are profiting financially from and trying to sell books. There's a reason why they're pointing people and getting people hyped up in full-on hysteria psycho mode. And and I think that that's the thing is that we have bad shepherds and we have people who are unfortunately not very wise in who they're following. And that that's really who I hold Oh, very I, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I so it. James, I, yeah. James
2: three one says, "Let not many of you become teachers, my brethren, knowing that as such will incur a stricter, a stricter judgment." And, and that's a warning throughout. That, that yeah, if, if teaching these that applies te- to
1: podcast now, I think it does. And, it, and no, no <laughs> Zach, Uh-oh. Zach, it
2: does. It does. So and, and things that we say on this podcast, we I think we need to take as possibly. Being that we are teaching others, whoever listens, that we are teaching others okay. these things. So whatever your ideas are, I got you're it. broadcasting I got it. I got you. them out. Right. I I do.
1: I don't know if we're teaching it. I think we're giving people a
2: a thought for them to contemplate. Right, but you're you're broadcasting it out for others because somehow. What's the difference between that and having a conversation with someone face to face? Well, there 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 may not be. It's it's a discussion for another time, probably the same same thing. I mean,
0: uh, well, you're showing people how to have the conversation, though, right? and, And I think that that's probably the part that we haven't done very well most of the time differences of, of opinion especially when they relate whenever it involves religion just ends up in name calling and fisticuffs hey 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 <laughs> and so i think you know <laughs> even though you guys may disagree at times on a variety of things at least there's a posture of humility in it of just listening to one another and walking with each other and maybe that's what we've been missing for far too long but i think there is a responsibility of people who are uh actively teaching that you know that we're not leading people to a path where they're taking on um, attributes that look unchrist-like yeah
1: well, I totally, totally agree with that so do you getting a little bit specific when Jesus talks about this generation will not pass away that's something a lot of a lot of Christians I'll split one with you Jeff, you have to drink another beer. Scott's holding up the beer. You have, Jeff.
2: It would not be Christ-like.
0: Okay you to have, have, to have another, another beer. beer.
1: So this generation, um, it, it makes a difference. I think it has a tangible difference on what you're expecting of the world and therefore sure. how you operate within it. Um, never mind that you should have only one mode of operation, and that is in Christ-like love. Uh but when Jesus is talking about this generation, is that that generation then, or is that the generation we're in
0: now? Well, I can't really remember the Brandon, context of it. And of course, my Brandon does.
1: What does Brandon Andrus think?
2: It, it would be the timestamps of of the—what um, <sighs> are they called? What do you call your, those people? The Dave Millsaps of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Preterists? <laughs> Preterists, yeah, it would be the preterist timestamps, I think, basically. Uh,
0: yeah. Soon. So, yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely a perspective that says that what Jesus was referencing was that the kingdom would be inaugurated, um, you know, as he was resurrected. And so in their lifetime, there was an inauguration of the kingdom of God that John the Baptist had been preaching ahead of time, that Jesus came and embodied and lived out and demonstrated thoroughly. So it's like the kingdom has already started to come. The kingdom has come presently. And it has not only come, but it's coming. And so it's both present and future, it's, you know, beginning to live it presently. And I think that that's the awesome opportunity that we have is that, you know, the Bible says that we um, have a foretaste of what's to come. Or it talks about uh, that we, as this new creation, are the first fruits of new creation. Well, the first fruits are the first part of the harvest. The rest is yet to come. And so I think that it's completely Um, in line to understand that you know it wasn't specifically talking about one set time in the past or necessarily one set time in the future as much as a kingdom has been inaugurated it was embodied in jesus it was demonstrated through his life and teachings it was put put uh, on display through his death and resurrection and then the church has been given the task the to embody this kingdom and to anticipate it presently, to live it, to extend it until it comes in its fullness at the consummation of all things. How'd you like that answer?
1: It's a great answer. It's a great answer. And I'm, I definitely could be I could be guilty of and I, I believe I believe I mean I, I believe in Brandon Andres, guys. No, I believe what he just said. Um, and I, and I may be guilty of a little bit of dualism here but it's pr- probably from where I came from. There's a big difference between God's heaven coming to earth and the new heaven and new earth happening as a result of Christ coming back violently to do violent battle with his enemies and maybe a more organic, we're building the kingdom now and that's going to continue uh-huh. into the future until at some point there's a new heaven and a new earth, whether it's actually building to that point or there's a moment where things things change magically but a lot of people take that battle like the battle of armageddon they take that stuff like christ is literally coming back to do literal violence against his enemies and um i have a hard time reconciling that personally what does brandon andrus think about that
0: so i'm reading um a book right now a big one a 1,400-pager. I feel um, Yeah. I, is it called the it's, Bible? <laughs> <laughs> it's bigger than the Bible. It's called Crucifixion of the Warrior God, and it's by Greg Boyd. And So I'm only a couple of chapters into it, but I think that he paints this really, uh, and, and I'm not going to go into exactly what he's talking about, but I think that one of the main themes of the book is that what we've seen over time, is that god has absorbed uh, much like the christ who walked uh, the way to his crucifixion that god has absorbed the insults the um mischaracterizations mischaracterizations of his people of other people um, and has been willing to absorb that over centuries over millennia to get to a point where his self-sacrificial love was once and for all fully displayed for everyone to see on the cross and in any way that people thought that god was a warrior god who was blood hungry who was wrathful and angry and ready to slaughter the people that what we really find out when God was embodied was that we were wrong the whole time and that what God looks like is Jesus. And so I think that whenever you have a narrative where the full revelation of God and Jesus Christ and the full character of God through the crucified Christ is on display for the world to see, what you see is that God from the beginning has been very consistent in his character and nature. And it's always been us who's tried To project our anger and our hatred and our vitriol and our um, warmongering onto god and i think that that's what we'll see in um, the end as well is that while some people um, project wrath in their hearts or that people project um you know a god that needs to come back and slaughter the people who didn't uh, confess and bow down when you know of, of a god that it has the right to throw people into hell, that when all is said and done, what we'll see is, is a loving God that who will go to any length to uh, demonstrate his, his self-sacrificial love. And when His full glory is displayed, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that He is Lord. And so I don't have this uh, this image in my mind of, like, this great battle where Jesus is slaughtering everyone, um, you know, whenever it talks about the sword coming out of his mouth, it's not um, a sword. How many people have ever put a sword in their mouth and used it to fight in battle? Uh, this The sword is the sword of truth. And it's once and for all that people will see the truth, and they'll know the truth, and they'll know uh, the truth. So...
2: Yeah, and the, and well, I mean, it talks about the, the the they are judged already by the word that has been spoken. I mean, it, yeah. there's probably an allusion to that, but that that doesn't that doesn't say that, that the the judgment will be peaceful. But but Zach, um, uh, so like you're saying, you know, how how do how do how does the kingdom of God kind of come about? Um, so it's like it's like. Every every person on the earth is converted to Christianity, and then the kingdom pops up. Like there is the kingdom. Man, I so got, no, and and and, well, and, and so I, say, to, I say I say it kind ac- of. So it's not a question. Well, I I say it kind of facetiously, but okay. but I mean, but I mean, it's like that's <laughs> how how. It, you're you're using that as kind of a rebuttal to the other viewpoint. So my I mean, my
1: main point is that these these things can't help but influence how we how Christians interact and behave in the world and expect things of the world. So if God has violence as as part of the way He does His justice, if violence is part of that game, it's going to affect how you as a Christian interpret. Potential enemies of God. So for, forget about forget no, about I, those who no. abuse. How how does the
2: right view of the kingdom of God going forward act out and then produce the kingdom of God actually <laughs> finally being fulfilled in the world? It's
1: by modeling Christ, and so, loving your enemies, right? So then, how, praying for those who per- okay, persecute so, you. Okay. So then, is it and that's how the kingdom builds as more and more people buy into that and realize what's true about that. Okay. So it, it is builds.
2: it is then converting. I was being a little facetious, but is, no, is, I, is it then converting so, the last person, every last person I to don't Christianity? Know. Well, I, so, so no, the, hold on. Scott. Getting hold to on. the idea hold of contrasting a second God, God being violent in the Old Testament, God, God being the same yesterday, today, and forever, and His wrath being poured out on unrighteous nations, even His wrath being poured out on His own people, Israel that that we, we want to somehow say that that is not a possibility for God to do in the future. But the, what, the possibility that we have is that every last person is converted to Christianity in the end for God's kingdom to come about.
0: I probably wouldn't say it that way, necessarily. I, I, I what would you say? Use, well, I wouldn't use words like conversion or Christianity or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think that God's longing for...
2: Bent, bent, His, bowing the knee, bending the knee.
0: Uh, yeah, like I, you
2: said. Right. Only, okay, bend, okay, only bending. Only gotcha. bending
1: the knee from some some people's perspective is coercive, and from other people's perspective, it's coercive? after. Seeing, okay. I, well, I, seeing the truth. go like, coercive, yeah. but. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, let, let me say it this way. Then is that, you know, I, I kind of hold the view that. Um, people will always have choice, you know, people will always have choice to the very end. And, you know, it it may come to a point at the very end when God is fully revealed, when God's glory is manifest, um, you know, on a new heaven and a new earth that people can still shake their fist and say, I will never bow. I will never confess. I'll never bend a knee for you. And I think that people up until the very end have that choice. Um, My prayer is um that the accomplishment of christ is something so much bigger and so much deeper and so much wider than anything that we've ever known and that you know that christ's forgiveness and the defeat of sin and death was once and for all and that his forgiveness is for all hold no, once one second so then i i believe i hope i pray that when the truth or when god's glory or when christ is revealed and all things are made known and all things are manifest that it is in that that people say my god my god i never knew i had no idea you know that's my prayer is that the revelation of god the love of god the overwhelming shalom and peace of god is so just it's beyond something intellectual that it's so palpable that it's so thorough that it's so you know where where heaven and earth together as one these these um these realms that have been separated these um uh you know when everything finally once and for all comes together that people will see that uh, but but i, I do want to say though to your point is that people up until the very end yes um have choice 100
2: and i and i and i appreciate that um and now in in light of you know christ being the sacrifice for the entire world people will i i I agree that i think people will have the choice up to the very end but when you have christ himself saying to people depart from me i never knew you christ himself saying that 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 paints a different picture of you know that that every knee bowing equating to some sort of salvific being forever with christ in in that salvific sense, so if Christ himself is saying, "Depart from me, I never knew you in at least in my mind and, and of course we can argue about that um what goes on in my mind but um <laughs> <laughs> but but they they 're just that that every every knee bowing is, is still like like you said. I, I think there is a choice up to the up to the very end. Of course, I think the very end is is, is in this life. But but uh, that's another argument. But but whatever uh, e, whatever whatever the choice is, or whenever the choice ceases, there are still those who will who who are still qualified as Christ. Christ is still able to say, "Depart from me. I never knew you." Um so I I mean I don't I don't know where that
1: plays into to our discussion um but Yeah my yeah. my my overall point in the, why the the kingdom of God and why eschatology and end times is back on my radar in a way that it, it hasn't been for a long time is that if you believe there's a big difference in how you're going to perceive God's enemies and your enemies not you Scott, God anybody Where are you pointing at me Um <laughs> I'm trying to be personal Um if God will if God has violence in his playbook like if God he, what? God, God instituting <laughs> bringing a p- kingdom of peace if that's the God you believe in then not use God again the, well, the No, bigger, no, it just you, you said violence and then kingdom of peace you, I just got confused maybe there. exactly people think that Jesus is the prince of peace and one of the ways he established he gets that peace is through violence in the end the, the, like he's gonna do violence against his enemies. And I'm oh, I'm okay. saying yeah, I'm th- okay with that. I think that a be- a better picture of God is literally in Christ, and that it God is a nonviolent God, and He achieves peace not through violence. That's how Rome did it. So no, no, okay,
2: that- no, that's not how Rome
1: did it. The Pax
2: Romana was achieved through but, violence. But they defeated point, their enemies, and f- then peace came after they defeated their enemies. There was no enemy left to no, fight. No, I know, and then and there's that,
1: peace. That's exactly. And I don't think that's. I think God's kingdom is not the, uh, of this world. The oppo- Well, the opposite. But okay. But then there are there are plenty of
2: instances in the Old Testament where God. I'm does... I'm not trying to does convince Well, no, no, no. I, whatever. Can, what, convince. What convince? No, him, whatever. because it, ma- because no, no, it matters, but, Scott. But does God? You, has God ever displayed violence? I, I think that's that's my question. No, that, that's God not where
1: we're, we're violence? changing the argument. The, the, my my point is. When it comes to end times, is that people? It affects how you interact in this world today, and I think that Brandon has done a great job talking about what how it should. And even you, Scott, ha- have agreed with Brandon and had good. So for the listener, Scott is just
2: keep going. I'm, I'm trying just, to hold myself back.
1: N- nah, Scott's just waiting till I'm done. Um, <laughs> I think we got got to call us to close. Oh, oh, no, I was gonna.
2: I was gonna, Brandon. Who, no, um, go ahead. I Brandon. Real cool question. When you're done.
1: No, I'm done. I mean, I'm not done. <laughs> so but go ahead, Brandon.
2: No, no, no. No, no I'm no, a damn question.
1: My amygdala is sufficiently enlarged. <sighs> oh, and I'm going to turn wanna, it over to Brandon I didn't right now.
2: Distract you, but I did. I'm sorry.
1: Go for it, Scott. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry.
2: I'm, I'm sorry. You're not. to Give ahead. Scott permission, Brandon. Brandon. Damn it. <laughs> no, so no, but Brandon, bro, Brandon, real quick. Okay. So in so. Zach and I disagree a lot, and if you listen to the podcast at all, you'll 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 hear that. So, so when Zach says that, that I thought I heard Zach say something to the effect that God has, God is doesn't display violence. So, Brandon, from your perspective, in Scripture, old old and New Testament, is is God portrayed at at all as at least at at least meeting out violence, wrath? Or judgment, in response to sin, to to not following the commands of God, um, and 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 that's a that's a big disagreement, and I'm sure it goes beyond Zach and I, but uh, but that but that's something that that I think has been brought up recently.
0: So I like your verbiage. Um, you, you said was God portrayed, and I would say absolutely. That's the way that God was portrayed in the Old Testament. Um, the one thing that I will say is that. There's a large case that can be made, whether you're looking at Ephesians 1 or Colossians 1 or even some scriptures in Galatians that talk about that Jesus was God's fullness, mm-hmm. not a part of God, not in you know the a portion of God, that he was an exact rep- representation that finally, once and for all, we see what this invisible God looks like. We see the character of this God put on display. And so, you know, I guess the answer to your question for me at this point is yes. Uh, God has certainly been portrayed as a bloodthirsty, baby-killing, um, woman, woman-slaughtering uh, God um, that looks very pa- that looks Jim very pagan, women. that looks very primitive, that looks very barbaric. Um, you know, the question is, is what how, how how do you reconcile that with a God that is fully embodied in Jesus, and we see something very different than what we see in the Old Testament. So I guess that that's a slick way of answering your question to say, you know, if you're asking me, is God um, uh, bloodthirsty, violent God, I would say the answer is absolutely no. Was so God Matthew 25, that way? Yes. though,
2: Matthew 25, the son, when the Son of Man returns, is, 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 is that is that just metaphor? for um uh God doing something uh that that just symbolizes a judgment on unbelievers um or, or, right yeah, so, so-, I mean, so I mean you understand like people people have these ideas because scripture portrays you know portrays this as something like like you you see that they're even in Jesus they're is violence in what Jesus does after the incarnation. Right. Does judgment equal uh, violence?
0: Uh, no, no. I mean, <laughs> actually there is um, judgment uh, does not necessarily mean that you are violent in your judgment. No, so, I mean, okay. the, ju- the, 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 the judgment once and for all could be, you know, uh, love. That could be the judgment. Mm-hmm. The judgment could be mercy in the end.
2: Is, is there an indication in Scripture where the judgment is described as ultimately being love? Wait, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, was, it, I that, I mean, you're right. right. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that, it, you know, the same... <laughs> and, and this is why it, it, it's even just so difficult to talk about specific verses, because what you, you have to start looking at the overarching narrative of where Scripture is going and, and how it was fulfilled in Christ, and then what you can anticipate in the future from a very consistent God. Because, you know, I could grab the same verses that say the renewal of all things, or I could talk about... Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, and you know—is the Bible just being loose with the verbiage there, or are, was are, are, co-
2: all people going to be saved? Hold on, let, let right. Uh, I mean, let, me, be, let me finish his thought. If it's, his, if it's God's will that all will be saved, does that mean that all will be saved?
1: So that's not. Well, what we're right. Maybe, well, no, it. no, all, no,
2: all, no, no, no. If all means all. I th- Brandon, now we're starting a new argument. No, no, no. Because <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're missing Brandon's point. No, 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 no. If because he, he's saying every knee will bow, you, you're you're no, bringing that's in the not all? his argument. No, it wasn't the point he was making? No, he, no. He's,
1: no making it's, it's bigger, part, he's making a bigger. He's making a bigger point though. That is part. That's Scott, part if we stop of the at argument. Every verse.
2: No, it's part of the <laughs> argument that is being made. That if all means all, th- then then it has. Then wh- where do we go from there? If all
1: means all, now we're having at, a new argument. No, 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 no. That's not what Brandon's point was. Go ahead, Brandon.
0: <laughs> I, I probably have like one percent battery left <laughs> what a convenient time now I'll give, you my, I'll give you my final statement though um first off i'll say that it, it's really so incredible to talk to you guys and you know it's conversations like this where, you know, you can wrestle through things, um, and do it in love and patience and with grace. And yeah. that's what I really appreciate. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> and, you know, on the topic of, of the night, you know, I will say that I just ask people not to lose heart, um, to not be fearful, um, uh, to not, um, buy into the, the, uh, fear, fearful narratives of the news media, um, you know, because people are really trying to work us up. Don't listen to the false teachers that are out there that are really trying to work you up on, you know, economies collapsing and governments failing and so on and so forth. As Christians, we've been given this awesome task and responsibility to be consistent through all of it. You know, from the very beginning to the very end, to be loving, to be patient, to be kind, to, you know, not live out of fear, you um, so, you know, I, I think that that's the thing is, you know, w- while we look mindfully to the future, and we will, uh, and, and we can pay attention, and I think that that's something that we can all agree upon, uh, we, we're not dismissive of the future or any um, prophetic things that could happen, but at the same time, we cannot lose um, our identity or our task uh, as, as uh, followers of Christ
1: boom that's a great I, way I, I that's a great way to close a
0: lot of people agree, yeah.
2: agree.
1: i agree okay great so brandonandrus.com do you agree hey, he's hey, going to lose him brandonandrus.com <laughs>
0: yeah
1: and then the that's end correct. will come yeah, you can find everything there yep yeah and outside the walls podcast which is yep. great i love it i wish yep. it would come out every week i know it takes a lot of work though
0: I'm hoping to have three episodes this month because I know that I was like way slacking in June. But I think I wrote six blog posts in June, which is kind of a world record for me. So a lot of heavy lifting, but I'm just trying to get back into a rhythm. And so um, I'm going to try to get three podcasts out this month. I actually have everything really recorded. It's just a matter of putting it together. So, nice. yeah, the new, a new one's going to be coming out maybe in two days. So that would be um, in a couple days. So just be looking for it.
1: Awesome, thank you so much, Brandon. Brandon. Thanks for your time. It's late there.
0: Thanks, thanks, bros. Yeah, can we get a quick picture, real quick? Come here, turn around. Yeah, let's do it. Yep. Hey, Brandon,
2: you have to. We have to talk about backpacks and whatnot, even though we disagree about eschatology. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, we, so just,
0: we, we, don't, we don't disagree so much We just need to massage it a little bit Oh yeah we'll oh, be, You know All we'll the, all
1: those podcasts They will totally Because in the future It may reap exactly. Bividance exactly. for us really. I don't know I don't know what's happening like, Scott's trying to do the uh, soundboard right now <laughs> It was supposed to be re <laughs> Cool yeah. Alright Alright man <laughs> No yeah, but thanks, have fun guys. in
0: Alaska man Yeah Yep yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll post
2: pictures
0: Hey make sure you check out My backpacking blog though Oh yeah Um Yeah, it's called a joyful procession.wordpress.com. Definitely check it out. A joyful procession. Yep, a joyful procession straight from Isaiah. Cool, see you guys. Red, all right. Thanks, Brandon. Yep, later.
1: a drink i get slapped a lot i like the way your shorts fit i want to clarify because i'm the clarifier yeah. it's
0: cocaine, okay, stupid in the future it may be vivid for us